Let's spell a song so you can sing along with one special guest star two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today are two very special guests. They are the hosts of Buried Broadway and our New York-based actors, not city, not just yet, anyway, Jen and Mikey Beverelli. It is Mikey, right? Like, you don't want to be Michael or Mike, it's Mikey. Exactly. My dad is Michael or Mike. I am Mikey. And Jen is Jen. I'm just Jen. <laughs> just Jen. <laughs> so today we are here to talk about the musical horror comedy. How many other slashes do we have here? Like, let's keep, <laughs> let's add more. Uh, B-list horror. B-list horror inspired by 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stage Fright came out in 2014. It is written and directed by Jerome Sable. He also co-wrote the music and lyrics with Eli Badalon. Bat- mm-hmm. This is the last name. This is the last name. <laughs> yeah. Badalion. Badalon. Battalion. One of those. It's either Battalion or Badalion. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go with it. And <laughs> according to IMDb. A snobby musical theater camp is terrorized by a bloodthirsty killer who hates musical theater. <laughs> uh, what a concept. I mean, could there be a better description? <laughs> I feel like the per- that person should be fired because that's not really what happens in the movie. I mean, kinda. It's kinda. Very, very he's not really bloodthirsty. I, he's not, well... By that, you mean like he's not a vampire? What do you mean? (laughs) Well, he only kills people like really during the performance, except for the director, but the director Mm -hmm. deserved it. Yeah, he did. But like the the people who die are murdered during like the opening night performance of of this, uh, what, what is it actually called? The Haunting of the Opera. The Haunting of the Opera. Not based on any show you know. (laughs) No, never. So why did y'all pick this one out of all the movies ever? (laughs) And Um, TV shows and things like that. We're like low-key obsessed with it, actually. Yeah. I don't blame you. We've seen it at least like eight to ten, maybe more times. We watch it every year at least once around Halloween. And then if we discover friends that haven't heard of it, we're like, well... We know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> so I've seen, I, I haven't seen this movie in maybe six years, I have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five, six, I don't, somewhere around there. But uh, did y'all ever work at a theater camp or go to a theater camp? Like no. the one that's no, not a sleepaway camp. So I worked for Stage Door Manor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Ooh, fancy. I, I was there when this movie came out and we watched it one day. (laughs) (laughs) All like the counselors and tech staff and all that. And we're watching it and we're just like, like, when the kids come running out of the buses and everything, it's exactly true. Like there's- Oh, that makes my heart happy. (laughs) Minus the murder, there's a lot of truth in (laughs) this movie. (laughs) well my other question that i have that i don't expect you guys to answer is that there's one adult in this whole camp yeah yeah like literally just one meatloaf is the only adult well there there is the groundskeeper who's like oh yeah i don't really count him he doesn't really have lines (laughs) well because i was a little confused about like how old some of the people are supposed to be because mm-hmm. like clearly you have 20 year olds playing teenagers which is the thing that you do in horror movies and movies in general mm-hmm. but like the director i was confused as to if he like graduated the program and then came back to direct because he was like the star student like i was confused as to how old he was supposed to be <laughs> and the twins too yeah because um 
my guess would be that they're anywhere between 16 and 20. <laughs> right. But like, if they're 20 years old, they're too old. She's too old to be considered a camper. I think she's 17. Cause like when it says went, went from the beginning to them being grown up or however, however old they are, it says seven years has passed. So like having them be 10 ish or like nine ish at that beginning scene makes sense. I think I'm not good at kid ages though. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> I I'm done. <laughs> Once the kid's on screen, I'm just like, if you're not swaddled and in somebody's <laughs> arms, you're anywhere between two and 15, in my opinion. Right. So where do I want to go with this? <laughs> There's so many things. Like, I forgot how awesome this movie is. I know. And how cringy as well. But yeah. That's why it's so awesome. <laughs> I also it's- wonder, too, like, there there's so many kids and there's this one production they're all working on. Like, right. What else do they do? And then well, the kids who like don't get into it, what do they do for the whole summer? Like there well, are auditions. Well, so there are clearly tech kids because mm-hmm. you yeah. have, oh God, you have, what's her name? Uh, Whitney is the co- is like the head costume person. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm going to assume that out of like, I don't know. What was it? What did it seem like? A hundred kids in that opening number where they're running off the Mm -hmm. buses and all that. I'm going to assume those that don't make it in the show are crew members or like are part of like helping with the building of costumes or helping with the set. Cause, but you, in the movie, you only see one person do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to just assume that they have a crew. Right. Sure. (laughs) But then there's also a little orchestra as well of kids. Of like very talented children. Yes. Oh, and the other adult, he's a conductor. Slash is like, he an adult? I think or so. is he like a, he has, a sh- he has like a mustache. So he must be an adult. Yeah, but like, okay, so two adults in one camp <laughs> with hundreds of kids. Like cost saving. <laughs> I feel like though the kitchen staff should be adults not not the orphaned children of your (laughs) former lover yeah and like they make a very distinct point being like i'm not your father it's like okay then why do you have custody of these children how did this happen yeah there's no aunts or uncles or grandparents yeah (laughs) where do they live during the year (laughs) i guess just so many like questions that i'm just like you're not gonna answer this yeah, no. no it's best not to think about it too hard mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, how did you feel about this the songs like the dichotomy that they have where there's the i want to i'm gonna just say musical theater just as a blanket statement mm-hmm. and then the heavy metal because they they call it the metal uh, singer metal killer the metal killer yeah yeah (laughs) well when we first saw this movie we kind of were in it because of theater campiness but then Uh the metal came in and mikey loves metal music so he flipped out (laughs) and i i also we love horror movies as well um so it's like (laughs) everything that i like i mean it could be better of course (laughs) (laughs) but but this is a, a rare I don't know. Metal. I feel like it's like I don't want to touch it because I feel <laughs> no. like it, then it'll be too much. Yeah, it, it'd be too serious. But we were discussing if there could possibly ever be a sequel, what that would look like, <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's her, Camilla. Yeah, she starts yeah. her own theater camp. Well, so the way that, uh, like other horror movies, since that's a good segue they do set up multiple people to be the potential like man behind the mask, if you will. Mm-hmm. So did y'all know, like before the reveal, the first time you watched it, who it was? No. And even after the reveal, I didn't understand who I was looking at. Because <laughs> 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 his makeup was smearing his face. Yeah, and it was, it was I was like, who yeah, is yeah. that? <laughs> it's her twin who gets stabbed by meatloaf. Multiple times, <laughs> many, many times. Well, so like, I mean, 
he is messed up because of his childhood trauma of seeing mm-hmm. Meatloaf murder his mom. But then you also have like the red herring ones where it's random boy whose name I don't remember, but helps. Joel. Yeah, Joel. Yes. He, the the and, guy who's always in the, in the in the rafters. Yeah. And then the creepy caretaker. There's mm-hmm. got to be a creepy caretaker yeah. in star movies. Always. Who has no lines. You're right. Who has no lines, <laughs> but just like nice yellowing teeth and everything. And he's always like clipping bushes with very large shears <laughs> for no reason. He's just there, if yeah. you will. Uh, but so I looked up the Metal Killer's voice actor. Um, his name is Rick Miller. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Apparently, he's a comedian. He's a comedian based out of Canada. Oh. Um, he has a video on YouTube where he sings Bohemian Rhapsody in twenty-five annoying voices. Oh! And he's also the front man of it for his band Trainwreck. Okay. I, I haven't know, heard of him. <laughs> I looked him up before, and I didn't find that one thing and um where was i going with this i was surprised that he wasn't like in a metal band but i don't know what train wreck really i don't is, know what so train wreck is either he does a lot of voice acting though mm-hmm. it looks like so um i guess train wreck is not a metal band since you haven't heard of them or maybe it's a new metal band maybe since the last time you looked him up since it's, it's been a little bit <laughs> maybe but uh, I, so how did you guys, how, do you guys have the DVD of it or do you watch it on streaming services? What- we bought it on Amazon once yeah. it, we first saw it when it was on Netflix, I think. Yeah. And then they took it off and we were so upset. Netflix, man, <laughs> streaming services. So I actually have the DVD of it. So I got some special features to watch of it, which is interesting because clearly when they are doing the making of featurette, it was filmed for some sort of promotion where they have, there's a segment with the costume designer of the movie and he's like, well, here's the mask that the actor plays in the show in the show within the movie but then he's like i can't show you the killer's mask for reasons and i'm just like what (laughs) (laughs) but another featurette though is that they dedicated to that girl that looks like liza minnelli Mm -hmm. so she has a bigger part in the original like when they were filming it and they cut all of her scenes out for time uh, if you can get your hands on the dvd now or if i need to i mean i know sometimes on amazon there's like they do have the special features mm-hmm. option so it's like uh i forget what it's called like in memory of a former camper or something like that <laughs> where her name is bethany the character's name is bethany and there's more moments of her and they are hilarious like one of the girls rips off her mole and she tries to put it back on (laughs) well it's funny because other than meatloaf and random dan levy at the end she's like kind of like the biggest star at least in canada because she was in she she was in canadian idol oh really yeah and she um she does theater um, still in Canada. And she was in the Canadian company of uh, Come From Away. Um, oh. And she was... Um, was she the Jen Colella? I actually don't know which character she played. I just know that she was in Come From Away. I mean, there's also Minnie Driver in this movie, lest we forget. Oh, I yeah, I forgot. How rude. <laughs> I just just Dan, Dan Levy with his one line at the end. I remember Dan, Oh, my... I, I saw so it, this is how long it's been since I saw the movie when I saw his name on like the Wikipedia cast yeah. I was just like Dan Levy's in this movie <laughs> <laughs> and he's at the very like Mini Driver has what like 10 minutes of screen time or something mm-hmm. like that and then Dan Levy has like two at the very end and you're just if like that yeah uh, seconds like, seconds. He, like... <laughs> So in your opinions, though, who do you think should have played Sophia in this production? 
Oh, well, now that you're talking about Bethany, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Okay. So between. Okay. Two, between the two. Between Liz and Camilla. Yeah. I mean, you, we hear them sing throughout yeah, in the both... montages. They seem fairly equal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also hard to like take away the fact that Liz is like a brat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, I don't want to reward her by giving her <laughs> the role. And then, the, well, I, again, while I was watching it, I was just like, why don't you just cast, if you're going to double cast them, have them be like a random ensemble person when it's not their night. Yeah. Right. I mean, in high school, that's what they did all the time. Because Actually, like, no, we didn't do that. You would sit and do nothing. Uh... I guess it was too much for i went to a private school we didn't double cast (laughs) there was not enough of us i guess i guess i'm thinking like broadway with the swings and understudies and all that where clearly you would you're in the ensemble if you are an understudy for a lead Mm -hmm. but um that whole carry bit i mean it was just awful it was a it was a little too forced for me i (laughs) like the other references though that they made but like I don't think the payoff worked for the Carrie b- bucket of paint. And actually, last time we just watched it, Jen mentioned that she was pouring one bucket of paint into a, another bucket of paint. <laughs> yeah. She was like, dramatic tension. It's just so you see the pouring, but otherwise, <laughs> you don't need to pour a bucket of paint into another. <laughs> It was a bigger bucket, surface area. Yeah. (laughs) So y'all are fans of horror. Would you consider Camilla a final girl? Yeah. Yeah. She's got to be. Definitely. This is my, this is where I'm going to like play devil's advocate for a bit. Okay. Because her brother is really the killer. And as a sort of rule to be considered a final girl, you have to kill the killer Mm. or best hit or best the killer somehow. And so yes she kills her mother's killer but like the one that's terrorizing the cast she didn't kill him so by those standards kind of but you could also say that he wouldn't have been a killer if if meatloaf wasn't the original killer like it's it's like a you know a domino Domino effect nice (laughs) that's a good that's a good point i could say i mean it's she's not like the classic final girl but she is still a final girl how did y'all feel about the feudal japan concept of this (laughs) i mean it was brilliant because it made me so uncomfortable (laughs) all white kids in kabuki makeup funny though like i in 2013 or when they were filming it probably i feel like that was the beginning of the is this okay yeah the the conversation yeah i mean of course within certain circles it's not been okay for a very long time but i feel like with the 2020 lens at least uh that didn't start until around that time i also feel like it was riffing more on the let's set shakespeare in space like stuff yeah. that people do where they take these classics and like totally put them <laughs> upside down and make make no sense like shakespeare even- in space sounds great though <laughs> They even did the da, 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 right at the beginning, which I was just like, what? shit, I missed that. Oh. <laughs> as as much as we are like, ooh, about the feudal Japan concept, I really did like the mask. Me too. Design. It was good. Yeah. And I like her makeup design of like those diamond, <laughs> like it looks nice on her and it makes her eyes pop, you know, when she gets blood all over her. It's really <laughs> a nice concept. But still totally not okay. But, you know, for a movie. <laughs> for a movie that's a little crass. I mean, the rest of the humor is very, like, yeah. that one guy that's proclaiming he's not gay and then he kisses the other guy and then gets murdered. Like, what kind of message are we sending out here? Right. <laughs> true, true. I mean, I think it's like, if everything is so wrong, then it has to be fine. Like, it goes uh... so far that, like, yes... Artie is really gross and he manipulates women 
this guy is completely sending the wrong message about gay people and we're being racist. So let's just keep going and break every rule so that everyone's equally uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I just don't understand about this movie is like the victims. Because usually in horror movies, they kind of make sense. I'm thinking like Scream, for example, Mm. where they were their friends and they were betrayed by them in some way or another. Uh, And even like Friday the 13th, where they, uh, where, spoiler for those of you who haven't seen the 1980 (laughs) classic Friday the 13th, Pamela Voorhees is trying to close down the camp. And so that's why she's murdering these people. So like, I don't know. Did you guys think that deeply about this movie about like why those people who got killed? I mean, Artie was pretty obvious. Yes. Yeah. And then, I mean, you kind of just answered what I would guess would be the answer is he wants the camp to shut down. So it's just a mass killing spree of just anyone that he can get his hands on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like that, by the way, that backstage area is huge. Right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, especially, and those curtains must be really thick too, because you can't hear Meatloaf get murdered through just one (laughs) curtain. There's a shower. Like, let's think about that for a second. Oh, yeah. There's a shower. (laughs) It's like equity housing. Like, Like, gets hot enough too that like the steam was going to hurt her for a little bit before he decides to just slash her anyway. Yeah, like there's a there's a shout. I I thought I I I hearkened back to my time at Stage Door Manor, where there's a lot of those. There's actually a theater that resembles like the outside of the theater that they are in, um, at at the camp that I worked at, and there is maybe there are there are bathrooms, but there is no shower there, <laughs> and I'm just at, like. I'm like, we're lucky we have running water to this, right? This one <laughs> venue, but it was, I was just gobsmacked. Be like, this is a huge. Like, no one heard her scream when she witnessed when she saw the two dead bodies in the quick change booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I come to think of it, I think I've only worked at one theater that's ever that's had a shower. Yeah, right. Like- <laughs> Who has a shower? Regional community camp. Who has a shower in the bathroom? Yeah, no. No one. But as actors, though, that one girl, the one that gets thrown into the shower, basically, before her death, she gives tips about, like, warming up up and all that. Is that true? Like, having a spoonful of honey and throat coat is a Mm -hmm. good thing? So many people will say this. Yeah. I, I've I've tried it all and it, it I I think it works. I mean I think it all has to do with like your body chemistry, right? Like yeah. we've discovered from being actors and living together for uh, oh god, ten years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we need different things to make our voices do different things. Like everything I do, Mikey thinks is ridiculous, and everything Mikey does, I'm like, oh, I could never. <laughs> and I'm like slightly cold, watered down apple juice is my go-to oh <laughs> and what do you what gem what do you use see i need like hot tea with like honey and a lot of lemon but then like the if there is a shower that is a good thing to like <laughs> yeah i used to have one of those not sponsored on the podcast pure mist machines have you ever seen those that are like they're your personal humidifier it's like a mask that you can uh-huh. put on when you know i was trying to be super cool at auditions and really act like a diva <laughs> i need to listen it. my vocal cords <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the songs for a little bit like there's a there's a lot of music for this movie it's mm-hmm. what like an hour and 20 hour and 30 minutes and there are like i can do math 31 songs yeah i don't know if underscoring like ever stops really no yeah surprisingly constantly is happening and like granted the the song list that i found i think a lot of them is just uh, underscoring it is right but still that's a lot of music that they wrote (laughs) 
what what are we watching Lee Miz like what's going on here but in my opinion you know, there were a lot of laugh out loud moments with the lyrics and everything but what what did you guys think well I just I mean I love so many of these things that I sing them to Mikey all year long it doesn't true. even have to be Halloween <laughs> like every time we get somewhere we gotta sing it yeah we're, we're here. here we're, we're here. here we're finally here at the end of every road trip it happens it, just this that is one true. line <laughs> do y'all do that one duetty moment from the haunting where it's the call and response or not call and response what do i want to call it the what the oh god we're at the end it's the stage manager and that and liz oh, that do it yeah oh no. you know what i'm talking about yes i do i'm trying to remember how it goes but yeah no we've never done that one there's too many words yeah yet <laughs> yeah yet i mean <laughs> halloween is around the corner so there we go patreon only content there <laughs> that's what everyone really wants to pay big bucks for yeah hopefully your <laughs> listeners are listening to this episode and they're going to demand it on your patreon <laughs> but i also want to give a shout out to paul becker who's the choreographer for this he also choreographed oh his imdb man is all over the place and i fucking love it but the ones that i pulled out that i thought were hilarious were the muppets wizard of oz <gasps> he also did the wicker man the <gasps> nick cage one <laughs> sucker punch and <laughs> the twilight saga breaking dawn parts one and two <laughs> beautiful this is very weird he works he works he has a he has a ton of credits i think he was also credited for choreographing part of like so you think you can dance canada okay but like oh that we're here that that song what is it actually called (laughs) it's called where we belong where Where we we belong belong. yeah like that choreography is so stupid i just love it (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's so simple i mean I guess that's the only, it's simple, quote unquote, because there's so many kids involved, but oh, it's just so good. <laughs> and like, that- you could definitely tell that they just taught it to everyone. And then they're like, when we tell you to change directions, find a new partner to dance with. <laughs> <laughs> I love the like close up on like the named kids, if you will, or like the speak, the kids with speaking lines where they're all like looking and looking and looking. <laughs> Like at one point, my good friend Whitney, you know, the one with the shaved head and everything, mm-hmm. she's just like staring at, I want to say trees. Like her eyesight doesn't belong to any other person. Yeah, they just were told to like look. And she's like, okay, I'm oh, looking. Okay, I'm going to look the sky now and look <laughs> at the tree over there. <laughs> Maybe she's one of those people who can't look at people's eyes. Ooh. You know, those actors where there's like, actors do you know those people (laughs) (laughs) i love how where we belong is like the first song where it's like this is a musical versus before it was just you know presentation she's singing on stage that's whatever this is like no this is a musical i wish there was more of that yes personally because don't get me wrong i do love the presentational uh, musicals like dream girls Mm -hmm. and a little bit of hairspray but this one it felt like they needed maybe like one or two more songs outside of the rehearsal Mm -hmm. let's let's just add like five more songs to this (laughs) (laughs) i also would love that if like camilla was actually an alto which makes it like in her like personal song she was an alto she was like singing to herself and then like on stage she's like i just want to try and be like my mom and that's why i'm squeaky and sometimes flat like because <laughs> those songs are high man yeah like unnecessarily high like in a funny way <laughs> I, I i like to write down questions usually during the movie of just like my thoughts of yeah. things going on mm-hmm but I think we answered all of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you guys watch this once a year. Well, 
once ish or yeah, mm-hmm. like sometimes multiple times a year yes and like even when we watched it again last night there were things where we, we just didn't notice it before yeah um, like, example, like the, like that, the blood like... into blood or the, the pain into paint that was oh, new. yeah <laughs> what were you gonna say jen Oh, and then we missed, like, because we put it on in, like, the background and we were, like, doing other things, like, feeding the cats. And I came back and I was like, oh, no, I missed my favorite little girl making her favorite little face. Like, when the dad comes and he's like, so how's camp, sweetie? And she's like, ooh. <laughs> like, she doesn't even say anything. She just makes the cutest little face. And I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that part was just a lot. <laughs> I felt like. <laughs> Like that, their whole like cutaway moments where it's like you're gonna have to talk to me at some point. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I also I, we last night we realized how truly bizarre it was that why is Joel going snooping around the dumpster to go look for Artie's body? Like, why? What's the purpose of that? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, he's supposed to be working on the goddamn show. <laughs> yeah. Well, he built the set, so does he need to do anything else? It's built. Well, he's on run crew too because the, the the stage manager calls him on headset. Oh, that's right. At one point, maybe he knows he has one of those gaps. You know, those gaps that you have mm, sometimes. Yeah, the so he breaks. Like, I'm gonna go look at this body just. Because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. There's a. Mm, there's mm. tons of weird things. There's tons of weird things that I kind of just accept for this movie because it's a wild and crazy ride. Mm-hmm. from start to finish i love the beginning it's not part of my sharps but i'm gonna say it now i love the beginning where it looks very cinematic and then it's like nope you're watching a show within the movie told <laughs> 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 you well and then you're also like fiddling with your volume at the beginning of the movie too where you're like is this thing on what's going on and then all of a sudden mini driver's like no like you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. the volume's working. Please stop. Oh, it's so loud. <laughs> exactly. I did read on IMDb though that apparently all the singing was live, recorded live. Wow, um, revolutionary. I mean, I don't know how true that is because IMDb, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them because it's clearly a low budge movie. Like. Right. Like, they were like, you have $5, good luck. (laughs) And four of it was on blood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This movie, it's just, it's so good. Really. It is. I mean, I have so many, like, favorite lines that, like, I always, I always say them. Like, the little boy at the beginning who's like, I got beaten up a dozen times for singing Stephen Sondheim's rhymes. And the other kid's like, those school bullies sound awfully bad what school bully that was my dad he's just like kid i love you and and again that sets the tone for what we talked about where it's totally inappropriate humor Mm -hmm. that you're gonna cringe but maybe giggle a little bit at it yes yep which then you know leads you to um kabuki theater not phantom of the opera not at all not at all i feel like they may have it's so weird that they only do one show though like yeah yeah again there's hundreds of kids there like one show (laughs) only one well they've done tons as you can see from the cafeteria posters which i love those posters (laughs) if someone's like i hope that people took those home and they have them in their rooms somewhere oh god I, I i would hope so too because like or the prep person has that like somebody has to have them i hope they didn't get destroyed <laughs> exactly like i just want rats the musical <laughs> i really loved what is it Les producible is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're like what <laughs> And then the other one was Arkansas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, so like, you because you see Arkansas and Les Producible Bullies, I hope I'm pronouncing that show right. <laughs> um, those banners behind Artie when he's telling them what the show is. But then the other ones you don't really see. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's one that is 
at another by another table that's clearly Godspell, but like I don't know what they call it because I hope it's like Jesus rights or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus magic. Jesus magic. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else y'all want to talk about before um, we get I, into sharp and flat? I feel like we I I forgot to mention that Brandon Uranowitz is in this. I mean, we can't and, forget. <laughs> and um so he, who did he play? He Artie. played Artie. Oh and right. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. And it was funny because before we saw this, was it before or after Jen? We saw him in a show in DC. It was before. Because that's how we recognized who he was. We're like, was that that dude that we just saw? <laughs> and I did see that he has a lot of like theater credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've actually seen him on stage, gosh, like a, a few times now. Because initially we saw him in um, Torch Song mm-hmm. in DC and he was fantastic. And I, I think he won the won a Helen Hayes. He won a Helen Hayes for that. Yeah. Um, and we definitely saw him in um American in Paris um up here. And we didn't see falsettos live, I realize. But we saw the tape of it, which mm-hmm. he's yeah, we saw it um at the movie theaters, and we didn't see him in band's visit either. But like he's all over the place and he's in this movie, and he has like one of the coolest deaths that I might talk about later, I guess. Yeah, he was also a Mark Cohen understudy in Rent for oh. on the tour, which woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's it's one of the shows that you, like you if you're a male you have to be in. Yeah, like, it's either that or Wicked or Les Mis. Like you're in mm-hmm. one of those three at some point, and if you get all three, you win a crown. Uh, <laughs> just like a pony Ooh, yes <laughs> all right let's get into sharp and flats shall we yes mm-hmm. sharp flat so in this section we're gonna highlight some moments whether we talked about them or not and if we liked it it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it could be altered in some way which i got a big one it's flat okay uh who wants to go first well now i want to hear your big one (laughs) okay well i'll start so usually i start start with sharps but i'll start with flat for this one because this is the one that as great as the movie is it's a big part of it that i really was just like oh i don't like this anymore and that's already in his casting couch approach to theater (laughs) As well as Victor Bra- uh, Brady, the producer man. I think that's that's part of the joke where she's singing this song about her boobs, and <laughs> he's and she's wearing this really tight yeah thing uh-huh. where her breasts are like pushed well, up she, and she says that his his breath magic. on my his his breath on my breasts is yeah really and like he is getting hot and horny during that and. <laughs> 2021 eyes right i'm mm-hmm. not i'm i'm a little like this we're we're over this the cast and couch approach is i think was dead even then when the movie came out i hope so but that that's also my like part of the question of like what are these ca- characters ages because if Artie is like 20 and she's like 17 that's still statutory a little bit so yeah yeah and liz is if liz is also 16 17 like that's a little that's a little weird (laughs) sir it is very odd i also didn't really like camilla's hair accessories there's one (laughs) i noticed it this rewatch there's one point where it's just a feather over over her bangs oh i the one that disturbs me the most is there's that weird braid look that she has. Like, why is all of her hair in like dreadlocks? I don't understand. It's like for two scenes, she goes from like cooking and she runs to <laughs> rehearsal and she's like, I can't do this. And she throws a rag at her brother. And I'm like, why do you have dreadlocks today? How did that happen? That's also with the feather. It's oh, a it is? feather. <laughs> I thought it was like a sweatband or something. Cause you know, we're going to jazzercise after we have rehearsal or whatever, or whatever. But it's a feather over her bang. Over. 
Oh, I never understood that because I was too distracted by the braids or whatever they are. So when you rewatch it again, whatever, just make note. It's a feather. Okay. All right. We'll probably watch it again in two months. So that's true. (laughs) When you have to. Okay. So what were your flats since we're in this category? Yeah. Let's start with the negatives. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey. I'll go. Mikey, go. I mean, I feel like this is very, we've kind of mentioned this before that it, it needs to go a little further into being a musical to be a musical because there's only a few songs that are like breaking into song, but I'm actually talking, but I'm singing my feelings. Um, but then with the songs, I think one of the biggest missteps is that there is no finale and I really want right. there to be a finale. When I was looking at the the song list, quote unquote, um, and I was actually like placing what song was which, like which is the instrumental and which is a song. The last few are all instrumental until, unless you count the credit song. And they'll kind of blend into one long instrumental backing track uh, or, you know, ambiance music, whatever you call it. <laughs> so I, I'm really wanting... A closing number. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. I guess my flat like piggybacks off of yours. I didn't realize that. Okay. What was your flat, Jen? I wanted there to be more closure, like with the characters, because there was some sort of weird sexual tension between Joel and Camilla at some point. And then he just leaves, or I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't die. He just disappears. And I'm like, can we? Maybe have her be in a relationship where it's like a good, mutually beneficial, age-appropriate relationship. That would be nice closure for me instead of like maybe dating this producer guy at the end. Dude, like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that one, that whole thing at the end where it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be parallel to her mom, right? Like yeah. right. the idea. I was just like, she's not of age i think (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe i don't know the way the path to broadway can be long and treacherous maybe by that point she's of age (laughs) which um okay so sometimes uh since we're working backwards (laughs) sometimes in this section i have what i call a natural because it's neither a sharp nor a flat but i do need to talk about it because what um I am a little concerned for her as a character because she went through this trauma and now she's starring on Broadway in the show that her mother was murdered for do like her mother was murdered while she was doing and then her brother was a murderer for doing it at the camp. So like I don't know. I neither like liked it or didn't like it, but I was just like this is like a she, I hope she's in therapy. <laughs> I mean, right? she still saw like the killer in the mirror and like imagined it at the end for a second. So well, she, she's not well. Which if it was a sequel, I again, hope it's her as the killer. Ooh. Cause like she snapped. Yeah. See now someone make this. Yeah. I'll make a cameo appearance. I'll just dance around like a fool. I'll be the podcaster. Cause obviously <laughs> we have to have a podcaster on this. Maybe it can star Dan Levy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should write him a letter. (laughs) Remember that movie movie you were in one scene of when you were 19? (laughs) (laughs) Way before Shit's Creek. Way before. All right. Who wants to go first with Sharps? Oh, God. I have so many things. I can just start with mine. Okay. I mean, I mentioned this earlier, but I loved the scene where Brandon Uranowitz's Artie dies. Um, I just love that the, what is it? The sea clamp falls on his foot and that break a leg. And then he, you know, kicks him off and his his foot breaks in half. Oh, the taglines are so good. Oh my gosh, his taglines are so good. The puns, man. Yeah. But like that, that one, I was just like, this is illogical and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like what he, he, he um, puts his mouth over the ghost like, light 
and then just but like, he what? doesn't have a pun for that one which is no, disappointing i wanted him to be like lights out like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm i mean do you want two puns in one death scene though <laughs> yes Maybe <not>. okay <laughs> i mean from this guy yeah i just i haven't seen any like any horror movies that have such like a theater specific death um and it was cool because you you kind of do sometimes worry about things falling on you on stage um if you think about it too much with the fly system i know i did um, at certain points, I'm like, ah, should I walk? There's all those like the the Scottish Blakers and all that, yeah, isms where you're just like, don't fall, don't fall, don't drop mm. on me. Yeah, and I just love it because he he should have died. He he needed to be killed. So that for me, I loved that scene, and I like many more things about this show, but that really stands out for me. I like creative ish deaths. I really liked the gay stage manager at the beginning. That's not Harvey Fargerstein, but sounds like him. <laughs> where he's like, your mother's a legend. I was just like, yes, yes. give me that. <laughs> I also love that montage with Whitney and the set designer kid mm. where they're, it's during like the rehearsals and you just see her like cut away at, on fabric and he's like going, the, the other kid's going nuts with power tools and i'm just like again where is the adult here <laughs> and then i re- i don't remember this kid's name and i'm i tried looking it up but it doesn't show up but like the other gay stage manager the kid that's at the camp yeah i i love him like super sharp for him because he tried so damn hard to get that show from start to finish <laughs> Oh my god. We all know a stage manager like that. Like, mm-hmm. That's that that's like we are going to finish the stupid show even if it kills all of us. <laughs> and it might. And it might. The whole premise of the play that goes wrong. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love like all of his stage manager like isms that you know exactly like everyone always says it there's especially in high school there's always that stage manager who's like if you do this wrong you will feel my wrath jk i love you like that's <laughs> but so for real you every- will <laughs> <laughs> i hate actors but except for you guys you guys are like my actors so i love you like <laughs> that's like every stage manager in high school <laughs> uh jen do you have any sharps for this i have so many sharps oh gosh and i've talked about some of them but let me think about what is my favorite mikey what is my favorite i don't know what makes me like cackle the most besides artie's death because you already stole that i mean you liked artie's death you you love the where we belong entire thing well yes i'm trying to think of oh well as far as like a song that i think would be really funny to use in real life like a sharp of like this song couldn't be maybe a thing that alfonso song is hilarious and perfect for like shocking someone at an audition (laughs) like (laughs) like you would never ever expect it it's so weird but if you have like a beautiful operatic voice which i do not doing that song and like doing it justice and like really saying those lyrics with gusto i feel like a casting director might think either you're crazy or you're a genius. <laughs> Which one was this again? The one where he's where she's in that busty dress where she's like Alfonso, blah, 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 oh. Alfonso, and like every other word is Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And there's like millions of key changes in it for some reason. <laughs> that that is that that's not the scene that ends with her like waiting for alfonso yes, to come out that is yes. master okay. you must take me now take <laughs> me now walks away. <laughs> while we're on that moment have you guys ever experienced that on, on, in a production oh mikey i know you have i i know there's a yes but one that comes to mind immediately is i remember i did this production of sweeney todd and i knew when to go on stage as the chorus but the person behind me, he was like, go now, go now, go, go, go. And um, he pushed me on stage and I just stood there like as like this baker type guy while they finished the scene. It was like 30 more seconds. And like 
I was like 17. So I was like, should I go back off stage? No, I'm just going to stand on stage. Uh, and I did. And then we sang another swing your razor or lift your razor. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I've also, there was a point when I did, I did Chicago uh, also as a teenager and I was a judge and they, they pushed me on early and I just kind of sat there and there was some weird turntable mishap and uh yeah I just I just said oh my gosh Jen I rem- I know exactly which one you want me to say now <laughs> <laughs> apparently this happens a lot to wait me. I didn't That's... realize that everyone was constantly pushing you on was it the same person <laughs> no but that was it was the same company that's uh, so weird though that like they're just like we got to do this now and you're like <laughs> okay well for the for the the judge thing in chicago is a turntable and I, I was there early and they just like started turning the table and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> um but what's the one that jen wanted you to say yeah now i'm wondering which was one it the, that was. the king and i one? Oh yeah that one was bad <laughs> this i mean I feel like I'm I'm just like outing myself as horrible, but uh, you were very young. I, I was doing I was doing a production of The King and I, um, and I was a character with a few lines, like the interpreter and Fra Alak, I think. Y- yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Um, but at one point, you know, Fra Alak, I guess, goes on and says um, he tells the the prince that you know. Like your father is dying, go back to the palace at once. That's all he does. But um, I was also had a quick change as a guard. Well, I did the quick change as a guard early for the last scene, and I forgot about that scene. But this child walks on stage, and he just the, the whole scene was the child walks on stage, and then like I cut him off and tell him that his father is sick and he needs to go back to the palace the kid just walks on stage and just like looks looks around and is like he's freaking out and apparently he says i just heard that my father is sick and i need to go to the palace and he, he was like i don't know like eight or nine and uh he came off stage and he was just like he was so mad at me he was just like never do that again he was like just like kind of like crying and I felt <laughs> so bad because I I did this to someone but that one was your fault that was the, my fault the others were not your fault no. <laughs> um so yeah I I did this to someone once and I feel bad about it I, I, this was like 10 plus years ago and I still feel bad about it so that kid I, is now in college I, I never did anything like this again so kid um, if you're listening clearly Mikey is <laughs> so sorry about everything the kid never did theater again (laughs) well he made sure that i was like with him way early from then on like he he was like are you ready for the scene it was like 10 minutes early and i'm like yeah of course so you created a stage manager then (laughs) okay (laughs) jen do you have a moment like that um i might have blocked out a lot of mine because they might have been too traumatic the only one i can think of is i was playing I was an understudy for Pinkalicious and uh, for Pinkalicious, you have to do this change where basically someone's like in a bed with you, like your head is out and they're changing your body while you're still talking. And then you like pop your head in really fast and put a wig on and then you come back out and you're all pink and it's magical. Um, And because I was an understudy and because quick changes are like beautiful little choreographed dances, sometimes it didn't go that great. And I just remember like the way it starts is my brother's supposed to come into the room and be like, Pinkalicious, you're all pink. What happened? And I was still like this. And he was like, Pinkalicious, are you sick? <laughs> and I was just like, um, yeah, but I'll be better soon. Just give me a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I didn't like leave him but my body was not ready (laughs) like my head was ready but the rest of my body was not so you the listener the takeaway is that theater is made up of a bunch of humans that (laughs) we make mistakes Mm -hmm. as much as like the well-oiled machine is mistakes happen Mm -hmm. people forget a cue 
or, my, or my, especially lines like lines are dropped all the time on stage let's mm-hmm. be real here mm-hmm. but like backstage your dresser forgets to change you or <laughs> or gives you the wrong shoes or something it happens yeah <laughs> you as, still have to be nice to them because mistakes are natural <laughs> right yes would you add any of the songs from the movie to your life's playlist i mean you guys already do sing the where where we belong but would you add any more hmm i feel like i do sing i'm trying to think of the weird part about this movie is that you remember all the songs as they're happening when you watch them and then except for for me the where we belong song everything else kind of floats away (laughs) a lot of it's like i remember like single lines and they 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 come and they stay for a very long time, but I don't remember the rest of the song, even though the songs are like two minutes, if that. Um, yeah. But the, the, this is all I ever wanted. That mm-hmm. is forever in my head. Oh yeah. That one. <laughs> with, with the lead up to it, with the da, 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 yeah. da, but it's not words. It's that. It's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, well it's so, like, take all you ever want, all you ever had, all you ever. Yeah. So and, I, I have rehearsals part two, which has, which is that song, like basically, but it's the, the two of them singing it, mm. Camilla and fuck, what's her name? Liz. 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 But, and then I also wrote down Metal Killer's Revenge, which I oh. think is the moment in the movie where he's playing the guitar with the butcher knife. <laughs> yes. As a capo as a capo and i'm here for it yeah i love that it's so good that's one that i do sing like in my head but i don't do it out loud because i'm not as good at him, like with the i can't do his voice. voice i can't do it either i like metal i can't do a metal voice <laughs> <laughs> but that's I just when like he... when he goes like hey wait a minute fat boy <laughs> like yeah. sometimes in my head i sing that to our cat <laughs> i you know like I said, I rewatched it. It's been a while. I forgot about like how funny and awesome that scene is too, because like you think he's going to kill Meatloaf with the knife, but then he jabs it into <laughs> the neck of the guitar. And you're like, of a guitar great. that's just sitting there. Random guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and or it's an electric gu- guitar and it, it, he can play it. It's plugged in. It's everything. It's everything he needs. And it's not disturbing the show at all. <laughs> Well, it's in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, so that's true. You got to remember, it's a large backstage area. Nobody heard Camilla scream at the theater. <laughs> I love when Meatloaf dies, though. That death is great. Oh, it is a good so one. So good. So going back to what you're saying with like a, a, a sort of ending with her and Joel, like they killed a man. <laughs> right. Yeah, they did. That's romantic. That, that That's like bonding forever. Like we need... Maybe a discussion about how they just killed somebody. Right. Or at least like have him come to opening night with flowers and then like be like, okay, he's still trying. She might still reject him because she wants to only deal with people who can get her a good career. I mean, maybe they ran out of money because they had Dan Levy there. Like, that's true. (laughs) He's a big part of the budget. (laughs) Uh, And on that note, we've come to the end of the episode is there anything y'all want to plug or promote well you can always tune into our podcast it's buried broadway you can find us on instagram at buried broadway and you can go to our website to learn more about me and mikey and the podcast at beverelli.com uh and if you want to reach out about your love or hatred or whatever your thoughts on stage fright you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at buttersongpod let me know your thoughts and feelings and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation we're going to be talking about the nightmare before christmas i'm really bad at signing off on these things i don't know if you guys find signing off easy or hard i don't really know how to wrap it up especially you know when it's like so serious of an episode like what we just did oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so let's go hide from the killer i guess Uh, i tried (laughs) it failed 
It failed hard. I Bye, everyone. It was good. Bye, everyone, everyone. Sign up for Bye. summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you won't die, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. 